Well, hello and welcome to this week's A Photographic Life. I can only note that the past is beautiful because one never realises an emotion at the time. It expands later and thus we don't have complete emotions about the present, only about the past. Virginia Woolf uh, said that. And it's relevant to me this week because I want to talk about memory and I want to talk about the past and photography, of course. In the last week, I posted up an article about what was the first camera you owned. Now, as you know, and as regular listeners know, this is not a podcast that deals with cameras or kit or anything to do with that side of photography. But for me, there is an emotional attachment, as I wrote in the article, about that first camera. And many of the contributors who've contributed to the What Does Photography Mean to You strand in this podcast have cited the receiving of a camera as a child as being a pivotal point in their engagement, the beginning of their engagement with photography. Over the last week, I've been dealing with a situation with my mother who suffers from Alzheimer's, obviously an illness which affects memory and affects that ability of memory recall. But for me, the photograph is all about memory. And I've been writing a lot about that in the last few months as part of my PhD and recognising the importance of memory in my own work. There's an awful lot of academic writing and theoretical writing around memory and memory and photography, connecting memory, the study of memory and how it works, with the photographic image. But for me, the importance of the photographic image and memory is emotion, is that emotional attachment. The photo album that many of us still have or documented our childhood, piled up in a room, perhaps getting dusty, perhaps in the attic, little safes of our lives that have passed. And it's been interesting to see how many people, when describing their first camera, sort of documented or stated or commented on that emotional attachment they had with that camera. It was probably quite cheap and wasn't very good, But that actually didn't matter at the time. And that was certainly the case with me. Now, of course, in a digital age, we rarely print out our photographs. And therefore, that idea of the book becoming the documentation of photographs of our lives, the people we have known, the places we have been, has become lost. It is no longer there. It is now a Facebook reminder cropping up on a yearly or twice yearly basis. It's a bunch of images that sit on a hard drive, hopefully a hard drive in the future that can be accessed. In the way in which I'm able to access images from the 1960s, 70s, 80s and 90s, just by turning the page of a photograph album. So memory, hugely important to photography. And without memory, we wouldn't be able to consider the type of work that we're going to create. For me, it's so important to understand how memory informs what we're going to photograph. It makes us who we are. 
the emotional attachment we have to those images that perhaps from a photographic perspective, from the critical perspective, the theoretical perspective, the academic perspective, perhaps they're not of great quality. But that doesn't matter, does it? The photographs that mean so much to us are the ones that take us back to a time and a place. Looking at the photographs that my father has taken of myself, my brother and my mother over the years, I can remember where we were, what we were eating, the smells, the arguments, the falling outs. The good times and the bad times are all there in those albums. And without them, I wouldn't have that documentation of all of those moments I'd forgotten. So yes, photography is about capturing a moment. But as Virginia Woolf says, perhaps in capturing that moment, we're not truly aware of exactly the importance of that moment. It's only with the passing of time that we recognise how important those photographic images that we make truly are. This week, we welcome to the podcast to explain to us exactly what photography means to her, Yukari Chikora, who was born in Tokyo, Japan. After graduating from music university, she became a music composer, computer programmer, designer and photographer. As a young photographer, Chikora has already won many prizes – among others, the Photo Lucida Critical Mass Top 50 in 2016 and in 2015, the International Photography Award and the Sony World Photography Awards. She's held solo exhibitions in Japan and group exhibitions in museums and galleries worldwide. Her work is collected by the Griffin Museum in the US, the Bibliothèque Nationale de France and K-Star-M-O-P-A the Kiyosato Museum of Photographic Arts. I managed to get through that one just. Chakura is the winner of the Stiedel Book Award in 2016 and her work from her series Zaido, and that's Z-A-I-D-O, was published by Stiedel in 2020. Her work has also been published in the New York Times and is held in collections, as I said, including the Bibliothèque Nationale and the Griffin Museum of Photography in Winchester, Massachusetts. Chikora has been honoured at the Lens Culture Emerging Talent Awards, the International Photography Awards, Critical Mass and the Sony World Photography Awards. In 2015, she was artist-in-residence at the Mount Rocco International Photo Festival. Let me begin by saying I'm honoured to be part of this wonderful programme. Thank you so much for inviting me. What does photography mean to me? For me, photography is a way to weave my feelings without using words. From an early age, I was not very good at talking to people. Naturally, I wanted to find another way to express myself. Before I found photography, however, I tried various other ways to do so. First, I did it through music. After graduating with a degree in piano performance, I taught myself to compose and became a composer. I did that for a long time, but then I began to question my life, which was all about music. I wanted to try something completely different, so I taught myself how to program and I got a job as a programmer. 
It was a hard life, but my colleagues at work were like family, and it was a very rewarding job. Photography came to me at a different period in my life. For me, photography is a way to meet all sorts of wonderful people. One day, my father died unexpectedly of blood cancer. During that time, I also had an accident and suffered two serious injuries to my face and legs. It was miracle that I managed to come out of this alive. As my family and I were about to return to our daily lives, the 2011 Tokyo earthquake and tsunami struck. This nightmarish new reality caused me to lose all will to live. I managed to get out of this dark place through seeing my father in a dream. He told me to go to the village hidden deep in the snow where I was a long time ago. Driven by a feeling that cannot be explained, I followed his words. On arrival, the village was covered with silvery snow. Mist had settled, making it seem like an otherworldly dream place. There, an ancient and mystical shrine ritual was being performed. As if I were under a spell, I took pictures of this ritual called Zaido. It turned out that this had been carried out for more than 1300 years, almost disappearing due to fires, theft, and war. It was the perseverance of the people who had, against all odds, by rising up time and time again, managed to preserve that was precious to them, that gave me the courage to live again. If I hadn't been doing photography, I wouldn't have had such a wonderful encounter. It is my deepest gratitude to those I met on this journey and the desire to share with the world this preciously preserved tradition that made me decide to publish a book of photographs. For me, photography is a precious treasure that has set me on a path to a wonderful destiny. Having had no professional education in photography, I took part in a photo book workshop. With the knowledge I gained, I was able to produce two photo books that I submitted to the Steiger Book Award. As it was my first time to entering the photo book competition, I thought it would be nice just to have someone look at my work. Unbelievably, I won the award and Steiger was going to publish my book. I had been ready to die, but here was this beautiful encounter, a destiny that awaited me. If I hadn't met photography, I would have lived a very different life. As I set out to have my book published, I thought of this collection of photographs as a symphony. Translucent paper was used so that the photo book would have a fading effect as in music, like a foggy landscape gradually revealing itself. I imagined all the elements of the book interacting to create a one seamless piece, just as each instrument in an orchestra plays its own melody and tone. It took a long time to complete, but Steiger's ideas and thoughtfulness have made this beautiful photo book something I will treasure forever. My aim was to create a book that could be felt on many levels through the different materials, paper textures, and handmade objects. An experiential book, which could take the reader on a journey into an unknown world, between the past and the future, the real and the unreal. There are many secrets and metaphors embedded in the book. Now I'm looking forward to what future projects await me.
The whole world is currently facing the threat of COVID-19, and I wonder, what does it mean to protect culture and art in this situation? But I keep my hopes alive that the day will come, that the people on this planet can live in peace and good health. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for contributing, Yukari. An absolutely beautiful, inspiring an aspirational, honest, raw, poetic contribution this week. I think I could go on and on describing it, but that would be pointless. I think what we should all do is just listen to it again. Uh, so thank you very much, Yukari, for your input there. The name of this podcast is A Photographic Life. And I think what Yukari has just uh, identified there is that importance of life to photography as well as photography to life. I suppose in a way that's what I started off trying to talk about. I call this podcast A Photographic Life because it's my job, it's what I'm involved in, it's what I'm engaged with. But it goes much deeper than that. Photography for me started out at a very early age not as a photographer, but just as something that was there, something that surrounded me. And I think what Yukari is describing there with that connection between music and photography, something that previous contributors have also picked up upon, is really interesting and certainly something to consider. We really shouldn't see photography as being this other, outside of and separate from other creative forms. I know so many photographers who are really good musicians, and I know quite a few musicians who are good photographers. And of course, that also transcends into writing and performance and art and so many different areas of creative endeavour. I'm currently writing an article for the United Nations of Photography website about the tribes within photography and how the fact is that we just don't need them. These self-created tribes believing that one area of photographic practice is more important or better or whatever it may be different than others. We shouldn't really be fighting against each other. We should just be nice to each other and really open-minded. But then I talk about that every week, so you're probably bored with hearing me going on about it. But of course, every time I see an example which shows and demonstrates that lack of open-mindedness, it brings me to talk about it again. So thank you, Yukari. If you're not aware of her work, Get onto Google now and check it out. I guarantee you'll be blown away. It's always good to hear from listeners to this podcast. You know, they get in touch with me via email, sometimes through the website by putting comments on articles or via um, Twitter. You can also, uh, as I said, send me a direct email. But what I've noticed is how many of you are listening to this podcast, either when you're out running, walking, or walking the dog. Evidently, at 20 minutes, it comes in at exactly the right time in which is needed to walk a dog. I don't actually have a dog. I have a rabbit, Mr. Nibbles, and he doesn't need a walk. So I was unaware that I'd achieved uh, that goal of creating the perfect uh, dog walking podcast. But if you're listening to this and walking the dog, then say hello to him as well. Who knows? Maybe he'll want to sign up for downloads. 
Of course, I should also say that uh, she, because who's to know whether or not it's a, a male dog or a female dog. But anyway, whilst I'm talking about the idea of signing up for things, I'm just going to remind you of a couple of uh, opportunities you have to touch base with us in different ways. One, of course, is through the newsletter that comes out every week. That newsletter tells you that the podcast is available and it lets you know about articles on the website to save you having to troll through them to find things of interest. You can get that by going to www.getreview.co forward slash profile forward slash UN of photo. If you enjoy the What Does Photography Mean to You strand, don't forget that as well as being a podcast, it's also a book. That book contains 89 professional award-winning photographers from around the world explaining what photography means to them and submitting, contributing a portrait of themselves. That's available, £9.99, plus post and packing, from www.onceagainbluecoatpress.co.uk. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter at UN of Photo. You can follow us on Instagram at UN of Photo. And also, what does photography mean to you? It's a separate page where every week we post up ahead of schedule images from the photographer who's going to be featured the following week. So if you like to keep ahead of the game, that's a really good opportunity for you to do so. I'm not a big fan of Instagram, but we do exist on there. We also exist on Facebook, although I don't do much on there either. There's only so much one man can do, or one woman. So uh, you and a photo on Facebook also. And of course, the website www.unitednationsofphotography.com is filled with stuff that's been uploaded on there, films, articles and audio from over the years. So it's been a bit of a week for me. I'll, I'll have to be honest with you. Dealing uh, with my mother and the emotional, uh, uh, I suppose, outcome of such situations. But whatever happens in the coming weeks, and I hope things are going okay for you, the most important thing, as we all know, is as photographers, as people, to take care. <laughs>